0: Hey everybody, welcome to the 5 for 5 podcast. My name is Panchito, and as always, I'm joined by Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Hey
1: everybody, I'm happy to be here, man.
0: Happy to have you here, Mike. Uh, Congratulations, you just got married.
1: I'm hitched, man, thank you. You're officially off the market. I am, well... I was off for a minute. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. Legally. Yes, legally. Mm-hmm. I am legally off the market. There you there go. You go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's about nuance, Mike. Nuance is totally important.
0: Yes, it is. And so as getting into the show, Mike. This is a show where we play for pointless points and pointless prizes.
1: But the journey through history is priceless.
0: It's absolutely priceless. And today I have an interesting journey cuz I'm going to change things up a little bit.
1: Oh man. Okay. How so?
0: Uh well, I'll explain it to you after the break. Uh I will say it's not one Unfixed article, we're going to sort of make our own article about our time period.
1: Oh, chop it up a little bit. Okay, cool. You want to get into it right after this? I'm excited.
0: All right, let's do it. okay everybody it's time to get into it as i promised mike we're gonna sort of make up our own little story today
1: oh man i'm excited
0: and the story spans our time period 1920 1925 Old school. Yes. And what I figured that we could do is instead of talking about one thing that happened, just talk about all these cool things that happened. And our article is going to consist of a collection of inventions. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. Okay. Right. Inventions that were created from 1920 to 1925. We're going to tell the listeners a little story about all the cool stuff I found. Excellent. You ready to get into the list? I think I am. Well, the first one that we have was invented in 1920, and it was the hairdryer nice very important very important probably really important for the time right revolutionary I would think so women probably struggled a little bit with not being able to just sort of get their hair dry
1: I feel like it started businesses
0: probably yeah that's true whole whole industry like hair industry in general yeah exactly because mm-hmm. just some girls were mean with that blow dryer and some weren't and some women were probably scared of it at the time I mean it looks like kind of like a weapon that's true and probably made a hellacious noise right right can you imagine the amount of electricity required yeah tons of amps right yeah it's probably a fire hazard
1: a huge fire you know it caused lots of fires
0: but definitely important in- invention for that time period
1: no question change the game absolutely
0: here goes another one the first u.s radio station oh that's a big deal yeah 1920 that was october 1920 it was kdka did any any idea where kdka was so it was in pittsburgh okay and uh one of the first Broadcast. It was an AM station, was a 1920 Harding and Cox presidential election result.
1: Oh, wow. That must have gotten a lot of listeners.
0: Yeah, or not that many, right?
1: That's true. Because what is it, really?
0: Right. At the time, uh, there are radio stations, but KDKA is the first one licensed as a radio station.
1: Got it. Got it. Okay. That's a big deal.
0: Right. So it's a, kind of an amateur thing at this point people Mm. are sort of doing it in their garage or whatever their barn
1: yeah like really like as as enthusiasts
0: it's literally pirate radio got it but kdka is the first one to get licensed
1: so they're 100 percent official
0: they're 100 percent official the first radio station
1: man i mean like that's that's in the in the grand scheme of things it's groundbreaking but i can understand that if everything's pirate radio back then how that could just be seen as something that eh, you know this might not be big
0: it might have been hella nerdy at the time right
1: Right, like super geeky.
0: Mm-hmm. So the first U.S. radio station, to me, uh, I they probably had no idea how important they were going to be, right? You know, there's groundbreaking, earth shattering. That was definitely one
1: of them. I mean, think about how many people's careers, their lives have been found, founded on, upon the radio.
0: Well, they must have, you know, had some sense of it, I'm sure, because their first broadcast was presidential. Yeah, that's true. I mean, presidential in nature, not because it was related to the actual White House or anything, but they were passing on results, right? Right, exactly. They at least assumed that it was a news format.
1: Yeah, exactly. Something that that could provide information to people.
0: Yeah, they had a general understanding of what its reach could be. Exactly. at
1: that point. Very basic idea, at least.
0: But no idea how big it could
1: be. Oh, gosh, no idea. And then how it would transcend in the age of the Internet. I mean, get out of here.
0: Yeah. So you want to move on to 1921? I do. Okay, 1921 has some cool ones. We'll start with the lie detector. Oh, gosh.
1: That's pretty sweet, though. Like, if you think about that, like...
0: So that one was invented by a medical student in California. Interesting. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense because it's measures medical data, right? Yeah. Now, I actually saw some old ads for lie detectors when I was reading about this, and they sort of uh, show it as if it were gimmicky. Oh, wow. Okay, that's some hokey little kit right and it makes me wonder when they invented it if the intent was for it to be related to law enforcement
1: oh wow you like how so like
0: well if we see an ad for it as you know early as like say like the 30s or the 40s right yeah that's 20 something years after the things invented sure and they're selling it as if it's something that you can put around the table for like a dinner party got it got it in the house so it makes you wonder how seriously they took this thing, and how long it took for it to integrate into law enforcement. So, what was the need, do you think, that somebody came up with this in 1921?
1: Uh a party, Uh maybe like a party tool, like a party. You think party, it like, was fun? Yeah, like it was meant to get people like hammered, you know, around the the lie detector and start. You know, telling telling stories or you know, getting getting the truth out of somebody. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was something that was designed as a gag, but turned into something completely different.
0: Right, something just totally novel. Yeah. So if the polygraph was meant to be sort of a novel thing, a novelty, how did it transition? Do you think into law enforcement?
1: Well, I could probably conjure up a fictitious story, you know, but like. I don't know, maybe a uh, a cop who was in law enforcement was throwing a wild party and decided to break out the old lie detector test and started realizing that he was... He was really starting to nail some people on some things. Oh, and
0: somebody incriminated themselves y- over cocktails. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the yeah. next thing
1: you know, it's like, haha. Let me see what else I can, you know. Let's try this, you know. The they played hard, you know, loose, loose back then, you know what I mean. So he could bring in his little detector and maybe get get something over on someone.
0: And all it took was for one judge somewhere to make it admissible.
1: Yeah, he that, could f- figure out some way, somehow.
0: What a paradigm shift, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's my like crazy story and take on it. And I have no basis and, and or any foundation as to how it could be that way. But uh, that's what I'm going with.
0: You know, I'm not going to lie, though, Mike. It kind of scares me a little bit that you're probably right. I mean, hey, it's the 20s, man. Anything can happen. Back then, yeah. All right, well, let's do one more for 1921. All right. 1921 brought us the flowchart whoa let's reinvent thinking right let's take all of our steps and not miss any yeah that's a huge deal it really begs the question of how people organize themselves and large tasks right yeah. large productions even and things like that how did they get through it without having a flowchart to show each other that's really it's it's insanely important for any major creative
1: endeavor mm-hmm.
0: i think that uh it was meant to be sort of a process, uh, chart, like from the perspective of strictly like educated analysis. I don't think it was meant to be for everybody because they sort of presented it like it was a form of algorithm. Okay. So like, this is a, an algorithmic approach. If this, then that, if this, then that, that.
1: that's, that's fascinating. I love the fact though, that it became so broken down for the layman.
0: And that they had to actually label it as something. Like it's now called a flowchart. Right, exactly. I like the transitional aspect of that. Me too. So after flowcharts, we're able to do huge productions now.
1: And oftentimes you can do it with less people.
0: Right, because people can dial into the one flowchart. They know what's coming up next compared to what's been done.
1: Right. And then we move forward. The thing I like about a flow chart is that often if you're working in a team environment, you can apply people's strengths to certain areas of the chart.
0: Right. You can point yourself out even and say, I, I excel here, 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 and here. Yeah. And then try to get in on those things. You right. Know?
1: Or I need to improve here, here, and here. So I'm right. going to make myself go.
0: Right. I know? have this many steps before that part that I'm not that good at comes up. So I need to get good at it first.
1: Right. And a flow chart can help you at least incrementally advance yourself there
0: see they thought of it very scientifically like kind of as representative of an algorithm and that makes sense because of that premise you know what's coming next
1: yeah exactly it's they're not wrong
0: yeah it's interesting they sort of came up with a loose version of computation when they did that right
1: yeah definitely uh maybe a little pre-touring
0: all right mike well i know that we've got a lot more inventions to get through but i want to save some for the second half and we can get into it right after this
1: That sounds good, Panchito.
0: All right, let's do it. This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 Podcast with Panchito and Mike. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Okay, let's go to 1923. Okay. So another big invention was insulin. Wow. So the inventors of this one were given a Nobel Peace Prize for finding a cure to sugar disease.
1: Ah, the sugar
0: disease. Yes. Yeah, Diabetes. And uh they had tested it successfully on a fourteen year old uh kid. That's a big deal, man. That is that is earth shattering. And now, I mean, this is a regular part of healthcare in general. Right. I mean diabetes is so common. And insulin's just as common. Exactly. And we have all kinds of forms of it now too, different ways to take it, right?
1: Yeah, there are various forms of intake for it. Big time lifesaver. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll give you another medical one. This uh probably not as intense, but super super useful in the medical field 1923 cotton swabs okay okay that's awesome this is invented by a polish guy named leo and he invented the premise of having the cotton swab on a stick all right so that was like basically a q-tip okay perfect and he invented it for ear cleaning but we use those things for everything now exactly i mean we clean electronics with q-tips yeah put a little alcohol on it uh, we do maintenance on things, like, obviously, medical applications, right?
1: Even the stick itself has you see break off one of the, cues, so the fuzzy ends. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah.
0: But great invention. Absolutely. Went a long way, I think, for cleanliness, probably, in the medical field. Amazing. Okay, here's one more from 1923, not medical-related. You're going to like it. All right, all right. The traffic signal.
1: That is revolutionary, man.
0: So this was invented by a guy named Garrett and uh basically he was inspired to invent it because he saw two cars crash into each other
1: Garrett's a cool guy
0: yeah that's pretty much a simple reason why these things exist right right
1: where there's uh, you know necessity eventually things pop up
0: and now we have so many versions of the
1: traffic light too now we have traffic control exactly you know in some countries the colors are different
0: that's true Mm -hmm.
1: and they're placed all over the road entire industry has popped up in the creation of these lights
0: but the concept doesn't change
1: no does not it's a
0: dumb down wait your turn
1: type of thing right 100 highly organized at least that's the hope
0: all right well let's move on to 1924 you're gonna like this one okay the loudspeaker system wow okay nice pa yeah so this made it i think possible for us to pretty much do a lot of what we're even doing with this show right yeah i mean that was a big deal for communication i mean you're essentially listening to us on a powered speaker right now 100 percent. and so because of the loudspeaker system invention that's where we eventually got like high fies, headphones and all that kind of stuff
1: the concert
0: Mm-hmm. yes
1: the concert yes i mean it completely changed the audio experience for humanity
0: and it paved the way for a lot of entertainment too
1: yeah i mean think about it that is the profundity i mean think about the depth of that invention because of its impact on one of our
0: our senses sound and it gave a lot of impact to the recording big deal because before that, everything was really dependent on live sound if you wanted to be loud.
1: Right, right. And even then, you know, it was very sketchy.
0: Okay, another one for 1924. Last one for 1924.
1: All right, all right. Locking pliers. Wow. Something like that we probably take advantage of. I mean, take for granted.
0: Yeah, I thought you would like that. Locking pliers is like like vice grips. Yeah, you gotta have those. They're so important. Welders use vice grips. Right. Mechanics use vice grips. Uh huh. Woodworkers. Woodworkers, yep. Scientists. Exactly. I mean, this is pretty much uh, the answer to hey man, hold this. It's industry changing. It was, definitely. Especially for people like welders, right? Exactly. Tradesmen. Uh huh. I mean, they could pretty much, they had another pair of hands once this thing was invented.
1: Right. You know, and not only that, it was a super strong pair of hands. And we still use it. You're right. To this day, as simple, as simple as it was the day it was created.
0: And I don't know anybody who's even halfway handy who doesn't own one or know how to use one.
1: Right. You got to have it. Yeah. I need to get one.
0: So here's another one. Oh, you know what? This one is another 1924, but it's worth mentioning. Okay. The cheeseburger.
1: That is amazing. And yummy. The world
0: was blessed in that year. So the cheeseburger was invented in Pasadena. Yes. And the concept was that they were serving hamburgers. And one of the crazy kids in the back decided that it'd be an interesting thing to taste if they put a slice of cheese on top of the burger. And it's never been known what kind of cheese was thrown on there. But they did throw a slice of cheese on there just to try it. And it was a hit with everybody in the kitchen. They decided to sell them and it got popular and took off.
1: And thus the cheeseburger was born.
0: And every version of it
1: thereafter
0: yeah all bazillion versions of it all
1: sorts of iterations double cheeseburgers, triple cheeseburgers western bacon cheeseburgers it's amazing i knew you'd like that one yes america close to your heart and clogging it
0: all right home stretch mike 1925 i have two major inventions
1: the first one masking tape oh wow that's i mean think about how many different industries are affected by that
0: so the big deal with the masking tape was that it was easy to tear yeah. And it was essentially paper and it was pressure sensitive. So you didn't have to like heat the tape or apply water adhes- to the adhesive or anything like that. You just throw it up there, push it with your finger, it stays, and then it comes off super duper easy. Yeah. Quick, simple. It's nice because I think I'm not positive that they had much like in the way of disposable adhesive products, right?
1: That's true. Everything was break out the glue.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Or hammer it down or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, this whole thing was invented by a guy named Richard, and he worked for a a company called the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company. Smart guy. 3M. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So the first one was a a two-inch wide version. It's amazing. And I can imagine that as soon as people used it, they fell in love with it, because it's everywhere.
1: Right. It's it's almost ubiquitous.
0: It's almost a required tool. Gotta have it. For all kinds of industries. Yeah. And speaking of industries, this is the big one, Mike. All right. 1925, television.
1: Bum, bum, bum. There it is, folks.
0: That's the big closer for it. Now, 1928 was the first television broadcast. Right. But a TV, a TV itself was invented in 1925 by a guy named John Baird. You can only imagine how
1: expensive they were.
0: And what a crazy concept, right? Right. I mean, they had to have had uh, something that, test on it and you know they were what recording you think or just connecting to a live feed or something or what that's true how were they what images were they first projecting that's what i want to know what did they first project on that device once they figured out they could get something projected onto that little tube
1: i would love to know
0: and it was probably really horrible picture definitely not 1080p definitely not 8k (laughs) right so what do you
1: think is that a pretty important invention mike it really is if you really think about it man it affects all of us today
0: it's a cherry on top for 1925 uh time period as far as inventions go right
1: agreed agreed taking us from 1920 through 25
0: well what do you think you think uh we should get into some scoring right yes, after yes
1: definitely let's do that
0: okay well we'll be right back with the score all right This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 Podcast with Bunchito and Mike. Alright everybody, we are back to round out the show. It's time for the end where we give away pointless points and pointless prizes.
1: But the journey through history is priceless, folks.
0: Mike, today I brought in a big list of inventions, a lot of cool stuff from our chosen time period, 1920 to 1925, and that means I get a score today.
1: Yes, you do. Now, seeing as that you went ahead and switched things up, I'm going to go ahead and switch it up on my end as well. I like that. Yeah, man, you know, got to keep it different. So I'm going to tell you what my favorite invention was, seeing as that you kind of gave me a bunch to go through and really kind of think about. Okay. So I'm actually going to go back to the very beginning. 1920 my favorite invention was the radio the the first radio broadcast
0: i like that i like hearing that
1: it's to me it's hard to really describe the profundity of that how deep that was you know the impact that that had on media on what you and i are doing literally as we're speaking you know like it's it's a pretty big deal
0: I like that. I knew somewhere in there, there'd be something that you'd really cling to.
1: Yeah, definitely that one. It's a good list, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. I'd like us to try doing something like
0: that again. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely look into it. We'll look at the feedback, too, and see if the listeners like it. And uh, we'll see what we do moving forward. Thanks for listening, folks. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media.
1: That's right, folks. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media.
0: Mike, thanks for another fun episode. Thanks, Pachito. All right, peace out.